For our psalm meditation today, I'll be reading and drawing your attention to a few things from Psalm 72. God's providence, the, uh, we've just come through a season of a kid-to-kid campaign that was about the global missions and the children of mission families. I've been praying for them and, and uh, praying for the gospel as it goes around the world. And in that uh, campaign, they had selected Psalm 72e as a psalm to meditate on. And uh, while we didn't uh, have that last month, we're going to continue that theme this month. And we've come very naturally to Psalm 72, just working right through the Psalter. And so today I'm going to call your attention especially to verses 12 through 19, and uh, that portion that we will sing and show, the, uh, show how Christ's kingdom is a gospel kingdom and the mission emphasis that that brings to us. So listen as I read Psalm 72. Psalm of Solomon. Give the king your judgments, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son. He will judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. The mountains will bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He will bring justice to the poor of the people. He will save the children of the needy and will break in pieces the oppressor. They shall fear you as long as the sun and moon endure throughout all generations. He shall come down like rain upon the grass before mowing, like showers that water the earth. In his days the righteous shall flourish, and abundance of peace until the moon is no more. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Those who dwell in the wilderness will bow before him and his enemies will lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles will bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba will offer gifts. Yes, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. Now the portion that I'll especially be concentrating on, starting at verse 12. For he will deliver the needy when he cries, the poor also, and him who has no helper. He will spare the poor and needy and will save the souls of the needy. He will redeem their life from oppression and violence, and precious shall be their blood in his sight. And he shall live, and the gold of Sheba shall be given to him. Prayer also will be made for him continually, and daily he shall be praised. There will be an abundance of grain in the earth, the tops of the mountains. Its fruit shall wave like Lebanon, and those of the city shall flourish like the grass of the earth. His his name shall endure forever. His name shall continue as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. I want to call your attention to three aspects of Christ's reign as it relates to missions in this meditation. The first comes in verses 12 through 15. I'm just going to call it salvation. Isn't that what the gospel is about? 
And here, the Old Testament anticipates the coming of a king, coming of a king who will bring salvation to his people. It's spoken of in terms here that might make you think that his only concerns are for the poor and the needy and for social justice. In fact, throughout the uh, throughout uh, recent history, there has been kind of a narrowing down of the work of Jesus Christ to be a liberation theology, that it is Christ who sets free those who are oppressed. And I want to say two things about that. Uh, the first is that Christianity has always had in view that God cares for the poor, that he knows that there are people who are weak and oppressed. And in fact, throughout the history of the Christian church, it is the Christians who have rightly cared for those who are sick and needy and poor. And it, and it is the Christian church that has transformed the world, at, in a sense, turning it on its head from top to bottom. We would see that missions does have in mind a promotion of caring for those who are weak. But if you stop there, you are depriving what the psalm is most powerfully presenting. And that that is that not only is God concerned with the deliverance of us physically, but that he is also concerned with our deliverance spiritually. Jesus came to save our souls. And David's words about this are just charged with spiritual significance, not just uh, for earthly social justice. So you see in these verses that the Lord delivers, he spares, he redeems, he saves the souls. All of these are pointing ultimately to the act of Christ to save souls from hell itself. In missions, we cry out to the Lord to do this very thing. Bring men, women, and children around the world to himself to bring salvation. Second aspect of missions is in verses 16 and 17, what I'll call fruitful abundance. We often sing this as a missionary psalm, and this is why. As you look at these verses, it uses very poetic language to describe the, uh, the extent of of the love of God, the extent of Christ's kingdom. And it's described as a, a field of wheat that is ready to be harvested. It is ready to be harvested, and the heads of the grain are so productive that they are heavy, bending over, waving in the wind. You can see this sometimes here in Oklahoma with the, with the winter wheat, can see uh, see it when it's ready and golden brown. It's just ready and full. And David uses this imagery to describe the gospel abundance of the kingdom of Christ. And this is what we pray for in missions. We pray for and we labor for an abundant harvest, trusting that God will accomplish his purpose to save many around the world. And the third thing that I'll call your attention to is in verses 18 and 19. We often call this a doxology. 
we sing, blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel. And it is an outburst of praise that expresses how great and glorious God is. He alone is worthy of our praise, says the doxology. But note the missionary emphasis. God alone is worthy of worship. And our prayer is that the whole earth would be filled with that worship. And it's not just a prayer for that, but there is a prophetic word that David gives of this. By the power of the Spirit, he is speaking of the extent of the kingdom that will indeed fill the earth one day. This is one of many promises that we cling to as we go out with the mission of Jesus Christ. We go out with the gospel, believing that the Lord has men, women, and children from every race, language, tribe, and tongue that he will bring to himself. So we sing this by faith, believing that the Lord will accomplish that gospel mission. And I hope that as we sing it today that you would pray and, uh, and uh, commit to that labor of missions here and around the world.